Okay, so we're going to make a left right up there. Got it? And we'll turn off of Vermont's Route 100. All right, I see a big factory over there on the right. Yep, but we're going to stay to the left. All right, all right, got it. And just beyond that curve up ahead, we can park right there near the graveyard. Yeah, I can see the boneyard gates right there by those trees. Definitely looks a little spooky. Yeah, and it gets worse once we get into these hollowed grounds. Because not everything inside this graveyard stays dead. In fact, I can tell you with absolute certainty that some of those commemorated on the headstones have indeed risen from the grave. Come on. No, no, Ray, it's true. We've come to Waterbury, Vermont to visit Vermont's sweetest graveyard. And they say... This graveyard may just make you scream. Hey, I'm Jeff Belanger. And I'm Ray Osier. Welcome to episode 304 of the New England Legends podcast. Think of us as your townie buddies. And we appreciate you riding along with us as we explore every strange legend in New England one story at a time. Whether it's ghosts, monsters, aliens, roadside oddities, or the just plain weird, we want to know about it. So many of our story leads have come from you. So please reach out to us anytime through our website. And remember that great things happen when you share these legends. We'll continue this cemetery safari in Waterbury, Vermont, right after this quick word from this sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. What's the first thing that you'd do if, say, you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run? Maybe take a nap, read a book, or just show up for a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. And the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're like me, you think, I can get through a lot. And we can. We're a resilient species. However... There are times that we need to reach out that hand and get a little help from somewhere else. That's what I did with BetterHelp. When I reached that limit and I realized things were getting a little bit out of control, instead of taking it out on my family or taking it out on myself, I just decided to reach out and get the help that I deserve. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy, my darklings. Get BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com P60. Do that today. You're going to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash P60. It's time to take control of your life. Dave's here rooting you on. And if I can do this, you can do this. Let's do this together. Betterhelp.com slash P60. There's a link for it on today's program guide. Okay, so let's head up to these hollowed grounds. Okay, well, this graveyard isn't very large. No, 
There's a white picket fence around it. I can already see maybe three dozen headstones in there. Yeah, but like I said, they don't always stay dead in here. Now, are we talking about zombies? More New England vampires? Not really. This graveyard's unique in that. Wait a minute, wait a minute. The archway over the entrance says, Flavor Graveyard. (laughs) I can't believe I missed it before. That huge factory we passed on the way in? Yeah. That's the Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream Factory. Yeah, this is it. This is Mecca for ice cream lovers from all over the world. No kidding. I can feel my waistband expanding just being here. (laughs) Ben and Jerry's has made many great flavors over the years. Oh, my God. Ice cream is my passion. I got this, Jeff. Okay. Now, Ben and Jerry's began back in 1978 with two buddies, Ben Cohen and Jerry Greenfield. They opened an ice cream shop in a former gas station in Burlington, Vermont. People in Burlington liked their ice cream a lot. So pretty soon, they couldn't keep up. Within two years, they started packing their ice cream in pints so they could distribute to grocery stores and other outlets. In 1983, Ben and Jerry brought their ice cream to St. Albans, Vermont to build the world's largest ice cream sundae. It weighed in at 27,102 pounds. Wow. Yeah, And you know what? I bet you I could have eaten about half of that. And I think I would have taken the other half. (laughs) This Waterbury, Vermont factory opened in 1985 and could produce up to 350,000 pints per day. And they opened for tours the following year. Got a favorite flavor? Chunky Monkey. Oh, okay. Banana ice cream with fudge chunks and walnuts. What about you? Cherry Garcia. Mm. Hands down, no question. It's cherry ice cream with cherries and fudge pieces, and it doesn't hurt that I'm a deadhead from way back. And this was the first flavor they named for a rock legend. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Any flavors you missed that have gone away? Uh, I liked Holy Cannoli. Uh, It had ricotta and pistachio ice cream and chocolate-covered cannolis, roasted pistachios. Uh, Well, I have good news. Mm. You can at least visit Holy Cannoli here in the Flavor Graveyard. And more good news is that sometimes... These flavors come back from the dead. Oh, so like zombie ice cream? (laughs) Right, something like that. Now, to find out how this graveyard got here, we're going to head back to 1996 and pray we don't run into the younger version of ourselves. It's October of 1996. I Love You Always Forever by Donna Lewis is the number one song on the radio. The New York Yankees and Atlanta Braves are in the World Series. The Red Sox missed the playoffs this year. And Bill Clinton is in the White House. But here in Waterbury, Vermont, death is on the minds of Ben and Jerry. Mm, It sure is. Ice cream moguls Ben and Jerry launched their website last year offering virtual licks. Now, not as tasty as a real thing, of course. No, not at all. So anyway, their website is popular. Websites are still a pretty new thing. The search engine Yahoo only launched two years ago. And here's Ben and Jerry racking up the clicks with their fun website. What many people don't realize is that since they opened their first ice cream store back in 1978, they've made hundreds of different flavors. Hundreds? Hundreds. I mean, most were short-lived. So Ben and Jerry thought it would be fun to publish a flavor graveyard on their website. And people loved it. They'd post lamentations to their dearly departed flavors. And sometimes, if there was enough interest... Ben and Jerry's brought a flavor back from the dead. Ooh, resurrected. Right. The World Wide Web is changing everything, isn't it? Business and customers get to communicate with each other like never before. It's truly amazing. If a flavor gets enough clicks, then it could lead to more licks. Mm, I see what you did there. Meanwhile, as Ben and Jerry's continue to grow in popularity, their Waterbury, Vermont factory is becoming a destination for ice cream lovers. The factory offers tours, scoops, pints, and a place to bring kids and hang out. It's 1997 when construction begins on an actual graveyard on the grounds of this Waterbury factory. And pretty soon, there's a little fence. 
and the first four headstones are erected for the dearly uh, depointed. <laughs> <laughs> now, the first four headstones commemorate Dastardly Mash, Economic Crunch, Ethan Allman, and Tuskegee Chunk. The epitaphs are really amazing. They are. Economic Crunch reads... A delightful mash, the flavor we remember for the stock market crash on the 6th of November. <laughs> the flavor was only available in 1987. The ice cream was vanilla with chocolate-covered almonds, pecans, and walnuts. Rest in pieces. <laughs> Dastardly Mash had a lot longer life. Uh, it featured chocolate ice cream with pecans, almonds, raisins, and chocolate chips. It was around from 1979 to 1991. And the epitaph reads... Here the brazen dastardly lies. Some say that raisin caused its demise. <laughs> Tuskegee Chunk was around from 1989 to 1990. It featured peanut butter ice cream with chocolate chunks. Mm. The epitaph reads, lost flavor so melted. Who could have foreseen it? Perhaps we misspelt it. Adieu, precious peanut. <laughs> <laughs> Years pass and more headstones are erected. Pretty soon, the flavor graveyard becomes a thing. What started as something virtual on their website has moved on to the grounds of the Waterbury, Vermont factory. There's Dublin Mudslide, Irish cream liqueur ice cream with chocolate chip cookies and a coffee fudge swirl, 2005 to 2007. The bottle is empty, the cup and the glass. Mud with Irish cream was not meant to last. Mm, too bad. That was a good one. As years pass, four headstones become ten as more flavors are added. Rest in peace, Aloha Macadamia. Rest in peace, Bovinity Divinity. Rest in peace, chocolate chip cookie dough frozen yogurt. Rest in peace, chocolate comfort. Okay, that one I get. You don't like chocolate? I love chocolate, but chocolate comfort was chocolate truffle low-fat ice cream swirled with white chocolate low-fat ice cream. It only lasted a year, 1999. Yeah, you know, I'm not a fan of low-fat ice cream. I mean, if I'm going to have ice cream, give me the full octane. Right. Right? So anyway, the epitaph on chocolate comfort reads, it's curtains for the chocolate pair... I ate alone in the comfy chair. One pint per night, it might have been, but twas low fat, so it weren't no sin. <laughs> so these headstones and dearly depinted flavors sit until they might reincarnate, as the Ben & Jerry's website puts it. <laughs> but it's all in good fun. The headstones are symbolic. At least they were until... Until? Well, from here we jump ahead to October 1st, 2015. As Ben and Jerry's prepares to add their flavor, what a cluster to the graveyard, they up the ante. This time, it's a for real funeral. A hearse, a casket, pallbearers, mourners, the whole thing. What a cluster was peanut butter ice cream with caramel cluster pieces, marshmallow swirls, and peanut butter swirls. The flavor was originally called cluster fluff, but they changed the name in 2011 to the less risque what a cluster. A grave is dug, and the epitaph reads, Gooey marshmallow, caramel, and PB. What a cluster it was, but inevitably, stuff happens. So for better or worse, what a cluster was trucked away in the hearse. 2011 to 2014. You can watch the funeral on Ben & Jerry's YouTube channel. And that brings us back to today. Okay, so each year, Ben & Jerry's receives thousands of requests to resurrect old flavors. And in 2022, they pulled Dublin Mudslide from the graveyard and brought it back from the dead. So if your flavor has gone away, there's still hope. There's always hope, Ray. Always hope. Ben and Jerry's have made a name for themselves by being unconventional. 
They've stood out from the beginning with their unique flavors, fun marketing, and creating a community around the ice cream. And it's kind of amazing that this graveyard exists. I mean, these flavors are here because they weren't commercially successful enough to last. In business terms, they're a failure. <laughs> I mean, how many other companies build literal monuments to their failures? That's a good point. But at least they took the chance. Sure. And they took lots of chances. Not every flavor was a hit. I, I love that they didn't run from the products. They didn't light up their balance sheets. There's a lesson in there somewhere. Agreed. And now we're standing in a cemetery that's a testament to that lesson. But also proof that if enough people want it, if enough people believe, even the deceased can rise again. This is clearly a graveyard that will make you scream for ice cream. And that brings us to After the Legend, where we dig deeper into this week's story and sometimes find things that we we're never digging for <laughs> after the legends brought to you by our patreon patrons doing what we do not only takes a bunch of time but also money and resources to cover our hosting travel promotion and so many other costs it takes to bring you a new story each week plus many of you know that great content isn't free we appreciate those who support us it's just three bucks per month and for that you get early access to all of our new episodes plus bonus episodes and content that no one else gets to hear just dig your way over to patreon.com slash new england legends to sign up and if you'd like to see some pictures of the Flavor Graveyard, you can click on the link in our episode description or go to our website and click on Podcast 304. Or just go visit. Yeah. And you won't be disappointed. What are the odds you're not going to get ice cream while you're there? Right. Zero. All the uh, the, the taste testing. Because if you take the tour, you get the taste test. Yeah, right. And then you can buy it and mm -hmm. you can sit there for hours and just eat ice cream. They have every flavor imaginable. It's an... It's an uh, Ben and Jerry's like so they they really changed the game like it's it's tough to remember because they've been around most of our lives right well they put a face to the ice cream really that's but also the flavors weren't just like chocolate oh, vanilla right. yeah, yeah like they were crazy and now everybody does that if everybody, you if you look yeah. at the ice cream yep. section at any grocery store there's wacky flavors from friendlies <laughs> this, we're gonna sound like such old guys you kids today can't imagine <laughs> we grew up it was chocolate vanilla and strawberry and that was good enough damn that's it. right or maybe and sometimes you got all three in one neapolitan uh, one tub. <laughs> <laughs> right like that was it so when someone was just like oh we're gonna put chocolate covered raisins and and like cherries and like you're just like what mind blown and it, and it was good thank you ben and jerry's yeah and they they changed the game and i love that um but but the, the failures right these are failures and they just put it out there it's smart i mean Super. these guys were uh beyond their time i think sure you yeah. know because nobody would ever acknowledge a failure nope. why would you do that you put it in the past you you bury it and the, which they did yeah. but they still yeah. made a whole spectacle out of it and I love that, you know, they can bring these flavors back if they want. They still have the recipes. So speaking of uh, failures from brands you know, I ate one of these things. I, I truly witnessed it firsthand. No joke, the McPizza. The McPizza? From McDonald's. I don't, I don't remember that. It was around for about 15 minutes. And I think <laughs> I, I got the one uh, that they made. It was I was in a McDonald's. I yeah. was with my parents. So I was probably like a late teenager. So this was a long time ago. And... We were like, pizza, huh, that sounds, let's, let's try it. Yeah. Right. And then I tried it and picture like the worst frozen pizza you've ever had <laughs> and it's fresh out of the microwave. Yeah. 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 And so you're like, really soggy. I should have gone with anything other choice, right? <laughs> should have went to the Papaginos across the street. Should have gone anywhere else. Yeah. And it was terrible. 
And I was just like, oh. And meanwhile, I mean, I saw it like for a week. And yeah. and not only that, the manager brought it over because you couldn't, you didn't just get it right away. He's like, go sit down, I'll bring it to you, mm-hmm. which is not the McDonald's business model, right. right? You buy it, they give it to you real fast and off you go. So, um, but anyway, he brings it over and he goes, hey, bon appetit. We had to buy a special oven for this and stuff. And wow, what a waste, <laughs> right? It was terrible. But you don't see pictures of that on, on your local McDonald's wall. They're gone, right? They, they, like, you know, I mean, I, yeah, it was They terrible. don't want to brag about it. Lobster, I want to say lobster was at McDonald's at one time. It still is. Um, in, the, in the summers in Northern New England, like in Maine. Uh, you, okay, if the McDonald's is that close to the ocean, sure. I'll give it to them. So Maine, Maine McDonald's is, will sometimes have have the uh you know a lobster roll right um, but that's probably fresh now right it's got to be right. if it's only oh, available yeah. up in maine yeah. yeah 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 um but anyway yeah so ice cream's an amazing thing um do you ever make your own no because it's too much work but it's really not no actually you know i'm sorry i did because i was doing like uh, the low carb diet thing and there was a um a recipe for ice cream it's 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 rather easy yeah it's not so it's so i had a machine once where you put the whole base in the in the freezer yeah. and it doesn't it's not like the giant things that would make you gallons it's like a little thing yeah it's, it's over the counter you get it at bed bath and beyond exactly yeah you get it for christmas you use it once right it sits under the counter and you're like oh remember that it was so good <laughs> so you, you put the, you freeze the whole thing yeah. and once it's good and frozen then you made the mix and you let it swirl and swirl and swirl and the first time I made it, I'm just like, well, if fat makes ice cream creamier, instead of using like half and half, I'll just use like heavy cream. And so then I'm <laughs> just like, that do? I've just kept, I've kept like whatever it was like, oh, if one cup of sugar makes it sweet, two cups must make it. <laughs> so, so whatever the recipe was, I, I doubled just about everything. Sure. Cause that's baking. Uh, right. <laughs> so we're just sort of like making ice cream. Yeah. So I think it's, it's gotta be precise was my point. It, it does. Yeah. You're right. No, there's, there's, there's uh, chemistry involved that I completely missed. So made it and it was very, um, basically it tasted like sweet butter, <laughs> which is not good. Yeah. You're just Did like, you try to flavor oh. it at all. Yeah. We, I forget. We put in chocolate chips or something, yeah. but like vanilla and stuff. And, mm. but it was just like, it just tasted like butter. And I'm like, Oh, I learned something today. You can overdo the fat. <laughs> uh, there is a, there is a, there's a moment where you pass the point of no return. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've tried making it and, but, but the problem with making ice cream for me is that you can go buy really great ice cream. Sure. And this Ben and Jerry's was all we had as kids is like, if you wanted the, the high end stuff, yeah. now there's a lot of choices. There's a lot of choices, but I do think that the brand is as high as it gets when you, when, oh, you, yeah. when you, you have your options yep. in front of you, that's going to stick out. Oh, it's mm-hmm. Ben and Jerry's. Yep. They're, they're the Kings of, of this area of the grocery store. Colorful labels and everything else. By the way, sadly now owned by Unilever. Um, no longer an independent company. Did they both die or do, is one? No, one, I, I, one I think did. they, I don't know, actually. I, I'm not sure. I know but, one is very uh, still active in politics and, yes. and social, nice social issues and things. Like they always, they were always very socially conscious. They cared um, about their communities. Yep. Raising yeah. money for all kinds of things. So um, for sure. But yeah, but it's, it's now a, a, you know, big, big company, but there's still all those great flavors and um, it still feels like Ben and Jerry when you, when you yeah. go there. Cause it was a few years ago that I went. And yeah. I know that somebody else had owned it with a big corporation, yeah. it, but they didn't do much to change it. So no. Well, it still holds the, uh, the true heart. If it ain't broke. Right. Right. Uh, and also too, the other thing that people miss today is that it was always sold in pints, right? Yeah. So you always bought the pints. And when we were kids, like it was wicked expensive. Yeah. 
and then, but then you taste it and go, Oh, it's that, rich. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Right. So, so they, they, they never tried to be the cheapest. They're like, no, no, no. If you want cheap ice cream, get yep. the knockoff brand. If you want the best. Right. Which it was, it was had all those flavors and you'll pay double. Can you find vanilla? I'm sure you can, but I mean, that might be tough I to find. Don't know if I've seen like vanilla. the three basic flavors. I don't think they do that. I think their thought is like, go get something else. If you want vanilla, right. If you want something crazy, come to us. The grounds there are beautiful. It's yeah. just an, it's big nice to park. hang out there. Yeah, there's a big park and there's yeah. the swing sets and for the kids and and the graveyard is amazing, but it's yeah. not as big as you'd think oh, it it's is. Tiny. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I just I love that it exists. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and so um, I think I mean for them being around as long as they have been, I'm surprised there's no there's not as many co- copycats as far as marketing goes. And yeah. everybody has their, their unique ways of marketing. But to again, to go back to putting the failures right up front and saying, look, these failed. Look at that. Yeah, we tried. We don't see a lot of that. Yeah. And it's such a great marketing ploy that I don't know why everybody hasn't copycatted. And the thing with food too, right? Like, so there's some stuff, some people love a flavor. It's their favoritist ever. And you're like, this is gross. Yeah. Right? Raisin? Ew. Yeah. Right? And, and then- yeah, uh, I like nothing with raisins. Nope. I, so something happened along the way to raisins. When we were kids, everybody loved raisins. Yeah, and, even then I didn't, but I know what you mean. Because they came in like every school lunch, yeah. um, you know, bag. Raisins somewhere along the way got a dirty rap. In fact, um, someone was, uh, there was, I think it's the best insult. Like, oh, you're like the kind of person that brings the potato salad with raisins in it to the barbecue. <laughs> you know, and you're just like, ew. Yeah. Right? Like, okay, yeah, certain things I wouldn't put raisins in. But somewhere along the way, whoever was managing the PR for raisins... <laughs> I think should be fired. It wasn't point. the PR people for Ben and Jerry's. I'll tell you that. Remember California raisins? Oh yeah. The, 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 that was a that hit. whole marketing that's thing. Some, yeah. That's I think what, it was after that. It went downhill. They were at the height of their games. Yes. <laughs> Just <laughs> like a, any band, yeah. you know, they're at the height of their career. Yeah, dancing. They, yeah. They put out one bad song. They got oh. away from uh, the grapevine song. I think they put oh, out like right. a single or something like, nope, that we're yeah. done with raisins. You know what? Take it out of the ice cream too. Just play the hits. You had to go make another album. Yeah. Forget it. We're not listening. We're not eating. No more ants on the log. I don't just, you know, the peanut butter on the celery and that's it. Uh, we're not doing uh, any more of that. But um, but anyway, hey, uh, we do have a mea culpa this week. Okay. Um, in episode 302, New Haven's controversial first hamburger, we did crack a joke that there are songs about burgers and cheeseburgers, but none about quiche. And an alert listener named Skip uh, uh, Zinsmeister sent us an email to remind us that in 1980, the B-52s, Love Shack, right, released a song called Quiche Lorraine on their Wild Planet album. Uh, Skip, we stand corrected. I wonder if Skip knew that or looked it up. I, I Maybe he's a B-52s fan. Maybe. and That's uh, amazing, though, that he knew that. And I love that he emailed us about it. <laughs> and here we are, uh, you know, Mia Culpa, we were wrong. There, Thanks, Skip. There is a song about Quiche. Who knew? Thank Skip you. Skip knew. Skip knew. Thank you for keeping us honest. I appreciate it. That's fantastic. Yeah. I love talking to the listeners. Yeah. I was going to call them fans, but that's that's a little yeah, smug no. of me. No, I like that our fellow townies, right? I love that uh, the people that that listen to us, and when we get something wrong, we often get it pointed out to us, and yeah, well, that's for sure. And um, you know, we will post corrections and stuff on the website when that happens. Um, but yeah, anyway. I just put a batch of T-shirts out again, second batch. Nice, been about a dozen each time. Yeah, with more people interested every time, so. We're, you know, one we're day, breaking even, so I might have to go up on the price, though. We, we, we're going to be the Ben and Jerry's of like, <laughs> of uh, podcast merch. We got to get, we got to step up our merch game. What if we made the vault more dark, like 
you know, because the, they have the graveyard. Paint I it. think we're celebrating these old episodes. Whatever, like that one was so bad. Oh, let's let's rip it apart. We could we could take the ones with the least downloads. Yes, and be like, we'll never speak of this one again. <laughs> Nobody liked it. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. We should get with the uh, Ben and Jerry's people, the marketing department, and then retire them so you can't hear them. Oh, retire. That's a good idea. Do a, a graveyard. All right. All right. Thank you, Ben and Jerry's. We're gonna we're gonna proudly <laughs> rip you off. That. Now, be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcast because it's free and we don't want you to miss a thing. Now, other ways you can help, you can post a review for us on Apple Podcasts or you can tell a friend or two about the show. It's how we grow this community. The more people listening, the more people who share the weird stories you love. And would like to thank our Patreon patrons. Thank you so much to our sponsors. And our theme music is by John Judd. Until next time, remember, the bazaar is closer than you think. 